This most recent Lord's Day, we looked at the departure of Judas Iscariot from the dinner table with Jesus. And right before he left, Jesus uh, foretold, including a scriptural quote, exactly what Judas was going to do, which raises the question, did Judas really have a choice? Well, the answer to that and some other things as well will be the subject of today's Beyond the Notes. Hey, I'm Pastor Russell Howard, which I forgot to say at the beginning, but in case you wonder who I am, and it was my joy to, to teach the last chunk of John 13, but in that passage, we deal with the, the departure and the sort of executed treachery of Judas Iscariot, uh, which raises the question. Now, the reason the question gets raised is not because Judas did what he did, and let's, let's be clear that the the treachery of Judas Iscariot, his, his turning his back on Jesus in a, in a full and final way, such that he even is, is in this passage says to be literally possessed of the devil in this moment, um, is, a, is a horrible, horrible act. And there's no question of that. That Judas is going to himself be dead in remorseful suicide before dawn the next day, Judas is not going to survive this night, uh, is, a, is a horrible tragedy and a loss. But there are in Scripture, one here in the Gospel of John and twice in the book of Acts, Scriptures that shed light on this moment. Just before he uh, indicated with the little piece of bread dipped in the sauce and handed to Judas, just before Jesus did, did that, and we covered this in the message this last Lord's Day, Jesus um, had quoted Psalm 41.9, verse 18 of John 13 says, I'm not speaking to all of you, for I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. So Psalm 41.9, here quoted by Jesus, just before, literally moments before it is fulfilled, Jesus is saying there was a psalm written 1,000 years ago that speaks to this very moment, and pay attention, it's about to get fulfilled. Now you could say that Jesus forces the issue by dipping the bread, but he didn't force the issue of Judas's betrayal, which had been arranged probably two nights earlier on Tuesday night when Judas had negotiated his horrific deal with the scribes and Pharisees. Later in the book of Acts, uh, just prior to the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 1, the, the disciples are choosing the 12th man, the replacement for Judas Iscariot. There were a couple of reasons. Jesus had said during his earthly ministry that the disciples would sit on 12 thrones in the kingdom. Well, it's unlikely that'll include Judas. The book of Revelation says that the, the 12 apostles' names are inscribed on the foundation stones of New Jerusalem, the ultimate expression of heaven. It's doubtful to include Judas Iscariot. So Judas needed to be replaced. And in the course of replacing him as one of the 12, Simon Peter makes the statement regarding Judas's behavior, Acts 1, verse 20, 
For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate and let there be no one to dwell in it. Now, he's speaking of the, the dump field into which Judas's body fell, but it is Psalm 69, verse 25, that he's citing there, that Judas also fulfilled that verse from Psalm 69. And then he says, let another one take his office, also in Psalm 1, I mean, Acts 120, fulfilling Psalm 109, verse 8. So just from this moment in the book of Acts and the earlier moment at the Last Supper, we have three scriptures from Psalms, all of which bear on and describe the behavior of Judas Iscariot. And so it's worth asking, it's worth considering, did Judas have a choice? And the answer to the question is yes, he absolutely did. There's some important things to remember. Uh, in, a, in a quote from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse, pardon me, yeah, Luke 20, verses 20 through 22, uh, Jesus makes an interesting statement. Luke 20, verses 20 through 22, and of course I've got it wrong. Luke 22, this is what happens when I record uh, without marking up my Bible. Luke 22, verses 20 through 22. Jesus, in that moment at the Last Supper, says, Likewise, the cup after they had eaten, and Jesus said, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. And then Jesus said, For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. That is, the crucifixion is set. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And we see there this, this expression of woe to Judas. There are a few things we have to remember. First, Judas never was saved. He never was. There are no ex-Christians. Judas was not a saved person who became an unsaved person because that has never happened. He, uh, he tracked along for some years, but eventually that'll wear you out. If you spend years pushing a car uphill with no gas in the engine, eventually you're going to get tired of pushing. And that's what it is to try to live as though one appears to be a Christian when one is not. But not only was Judas not saved, Judas did not want to be saved. Judas is not one who who would say, I wanted to follow Jesus, I wanted to repent, I wanted to have faith, but because of these psalms written a thousand years ago, I couldn't. No, Judas wanted no part of actually following Jesus as Lord. He only wanted any part of it at all, as much as he could benefit personally from it. We're told in other scriptures that his role of disciple, I mean, a treasurer among the disciples, was a role he took so he could embezzle and steal money. That was his motive. He didn't want to be saved. He wasn't saved. He didn't want to be saved. And at the end, he was treated justly. Though he, um, he had a horrible end on this earth and a worse end in eternity, his treatment was not unjust. Uh, he was a sinner outside of Christ. He never followed Jesus Christ in repentance and faith. He was treated justly. But it's also true that he fulfilled a prophesied role. So there's another question I want to suggest. Just as the 
sort of ending to this podcast. The question we're very comfortable asking is, did Judas have a choice? And the answer is emphatically yes. But a variant question might be, was Judas utterly sovereign over Judas's own outcome? The answer to that is no. Because you see, in the universe where God is omnipotent and omniscient and omnipresent, no one is utterly sovereign except the living God. So yes, Judas had a choice. No, Judas was not the master of Judas's own outcomes because the living God is always the master of outcomes. I hope that's helpful. If you've felt sorry for Judas for the raw deal he got, remember, he got what he wanted. One author I quoted this morning said that Judas didn't sell Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas sold Judas for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus asked the question, what does it profit us if we gain the whole world and lose our own soul? Don't do that. By now, I hope that you have followed these podcasts so that you don't miss one. I hope that you're sharing them and inviting your friends to have a look and listen as well. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Notes.